Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Welcome to everyone. Good morning to those who are here in person in the Sanctuary Temple Beth Am. Hello to those who are on Zoom for whom it's still Boker. Uh, hello to those who are joining live on Facebook whatever time zone you're in, and hello to those who might be listening to this on the Temple Beth Am podcast series. It's Friday morning in Los Angeles, an opportunity for us to claim some moments uh, selfishly in the highest sense of the word, selfishly in the sense of feeding self, nourishing self, maybe nourishing self so that throughout the rest of the day we have more within us to nourish others. But right now the goal is to Reunite your spirit, your soul, part of you that is ineffable, that is beyond tangibility, but is very real with your body, with your muscles and your bones and the shape and form that you are. Uh, And to do so in a way that feels not rushed, not overly um, utilitarian. We might get something from this. We might not. But the goal is simply to lean into it. And the input, the um, inspiration for the meditation this morning comes from an interesting contrast within the first lines of Parshat Bo. That to me, and I don't think this was intended necessarily in the verses, it bespeaks a really interesting difference between Eastern spirituality and Western spirituality. In Eastern spirituality, particularly in Buddhism, the only thing there is is now. Everything beyond now is an illusion. The past happened, it will not happen again. Lingering on it is fool's gold. The future is by definition unknowable. Imagining it, being anxious about it, It's a fantasy. For Buddhism, the only thing that really exists, forget about what matters, that actually exists is this moment. There are elements of that in Judaism. Franz Rosenzweig famously said we're supposed to live in the now. Buber would say that it's only when you're fully present in time that God's presence can be with you. But we're also awash in history and future in Judaism. Wherever we're sitting right now, we're also sitting in the past. We're sitting at Mount Sinai. We're sitting at the temple in Jerusalem. We're sitting with Rashi in France and with Maimonides in Spain and in Egypt. And we're in the future. We're imagining, hoping, planning for the Jewish future that we're responsible for creating on some level. And that's a very different way of understanding our spiritual presence and obligation. And you see that a little bit, that, that tension in Parshat Bo, the opening, where God says to Moshe, go back to Pharaoh because I'm hardening his heart. And the Torah says that I'm hardening his heart and doing all these signs and wonders for two reasons. Number one, so that I can really show Pharaoh my might right now. I got him all about this moment and what this moment requires. It's for this moment's witnesses that I'm doing it. 
And then the next verse. The other reason I'm doing it, Moshe, is that you tell the story. That it enters into your children's ears and your grandchildren's ears. And the implication is, and on and on and on. I, God, am living out this moment for every moment that will come after this. So this story will live on, which it did. So that what happens now will have an impact on what will happen moving forward. I think both are part of a modern, ancient, spiritual life. To claim more present moments than we're usually able to, and to not shirk our responsibility to be doing things for today, such that tomorrow and the tomorrow after that will be brighter, richer, more connected to Jewish life, and more sweeter in the world. It's a slightly long introduction, but that's going to be the movement of our meditation today. With that in mind, I invite you, if you haven't already, to close your eyes. And allow the blanket of serenity to come upon you. You don't have to try that hard. And you close your eyes without intending to sleep. You suddenly become very, very awake. And if you start listening and paying attention to every cell in your body, which I know sounds fanciful, but lean into it. You can be witness to a transformation. It's only 10 seconds ago that your eyes were open and you were feeling all sorts of things. And now you're in step one or step two down towards the mikveh, as it were. And your body may feel different. And your mind may be beginning to focus. And you might be fully aware of being alive. And all of the wonder that that entails for the first time today. If so, already it's an accomplishment. Pay close attention to the shape of your body, either by keeping it exactly as it happened to place itself, but just being aware of it. Or make some adjustments by straightening your back so that your spine is long and dignified, as if there's a line going from your tailbone to the crown of your head. stretching you up and down simultaneously and thus allowing you to release some of the muscle tension in the ancillary muscle groups allowing shoulders to hang the chest and the gut to sag no need to hold anything in or puff anything up place your feet flat on the ground in front of you 
to feel the most contact possible with the earth. And just hold this position for a few moments, even trying to see yourself in it. Fuel your third eye and hover around yourself and see yourself in the position that you're sitting in. As you take deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, with no rush, no hurry, no need to count, but with a sense that each breath is a luxury, which it is. And for the next few moments, try to train your mind in the most eastern of directions, not eastern towards Jerusalem per se, but from an eastern tradition where you hear your mind telling you, all there is, is now. All there is, is now. And though aspects of your mind are fighting against the notion because you've been trained differently, try to believe yourself. All there is is now. All that is real is now. There is nothing beyond this moment. This moment is pregnant with all of the possibilities of reality for you right now. Everything that you need is happening right now. You keep hearing your own voice say that to yourself. The mind is very agile. So you can conjure your own voice speaking to you. Hear yourself telling yourself the mantra, all there is, is now. All there is, is now. All there is, is now. If you feel your mind wandering to nostalgia, 
or to-do lists or stress hovering that has to do with anything else besides this moment and your mind will wander. The first moment you notice the wandering, force yourself to hear your own voice. All there is, is now. And as you continue to hold on to the now, allow the competing voice to come in and not have it be a competition, but a dance, a waltz, a brotherhood, a sisterhood of ideas. Part of you that knows that part of the role of your spirit is to think back and to think forward and to be connected across time and that to be a Jew on some level is to claim all of now's possibilities and be beholden, obligated both to what came before and to what is yet to be. And however you picture time in your mind, and each one of us does it differently, watch yourself hovering, flying between realms, released from now. Released to then and released to what's coming. And for the moment, your soul is not bound by time. It is of time. And is connected to your inheritance and to that which you will bequeath. The part of your soul that is utterly immortal, that always has been and always will be. Just stay and play and fly and soar in that zone for a few final moments.
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Even if you're not ready, open your eyes. And I'm going to share the closing meditation prayer and we'll say it together. I keep forgetting to make copies for those who are joining in person. So I apologize to those who are here in person that you're going to hear it, but you don't have it in front of you. Some of you have been doing this enough that you know it by heart. We say this three times. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say shalom and Shabbat shalom and namaste and refuah shlema. And I look forward to seeing you all soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.